Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back to the One Man Low Council, and welcome to episode 175 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Thank you very much for being here. It has been a crazy time here in Asgard because obviously the school year has fully started back. We are now in our third full day of school. We just finished today, and so far, so good. Things are going well. Obviously, the mass situation is definitely not ideal. However, I am now breathing more easily, which is definitely a major plus than I was on Friday when, by the end of the day, I was just on the brink of just death because of how tired I was. But things are indeed getting just a little bit better. And to start us off, Riff Magos has already donated. So thank you very much, Riff Magos, for the $10 donation via Streamlabs. So thank you very much for that direct donation. Riff Magos, big supporter of the channel, says, Hey, Loden, I hope today finds you well. Your content is always appreciated. Well, Riff Magos, thank you very much, man. I, I do appreciate that. And I do want to apologize for the lack of content on the channel recently. Really, I I've not been making any videos, any main videos for the channel, uh, really, since Saturday. Uh, when I did the last stream, really, and a lot of it is just I'm busy with school, obviously, once school starts, especially at the very beginning of the year, we have a lot of things to do, a lot of things to focus on, so that always takes kind of the fullness of my attention, obviously, you know, baby Thor is also edging closer and closer, and also, I think, with everything that we're being asked to do, more so than ever before as teachers, is definitely tiring me out more than ever before as well. So I get home, and normally, you know, what I did last year was I'd get home, find something to talk about, right, find an article, uh, see what was on Bounding into Comics, see if anything was on Deadline, and then I would just start talking, right? I'd see, oh, this interests me, and I'd start talking about it, and some people would like it, some people wouldn't. And normally that was my way of going about things. And this year, I get home, and I say, all right, I need to go downstairs and watch TV and just relax. Uh, <laughs> uh, mostly my routine has been, all right, let me take a couple Tylenol because I'm in pain. I'm a little sore. And let me go ahead and watch some Big Bang Theory because now I'm actually in, in season 12 of Big Bang Theory on HBO Max. I've just been binge watching it because it's like this comfort food where, yeah, it went on for way too long. Yeah, it was funnier in the beginning. Yeah, there's a lot of repetition. But overall, it's just that thing that can be on and I can half pay attention to it, half not, and still be able to overall enjoy. But let's go ahead and say hello to everyone in the chat before getting into any of the main things that we're going to talk about this evening, which include the Paramount decrees falling, uh, which is actually bigger news than what you would expect. I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more attention. I'm sure that Tina knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say the Paramount decrees how that relates to the future of cinema, and then towards the end, right? More of an open forum type setting. So anyway, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and say hello to some people. So let's start over with my D-Live fam, since it's a little bit more chill over there right now. We got Captain Mr. Roy. Mr. Peabody is there as well. Philly the Hobbit is saying hello, hello, hello. Captain Man is over there as well. And of course, they're all dropping amazing gifts over there. One including the one, which again was hilarious back in its time, and also something from Django Unchained. So I do appreciate those gifts that y'all drop over. My D-La fam, hopefully y'all are doing well. Now jumping over back to YouTube, where Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, was indeed the first person in the chat at 5.52 p.m. Woo, that's early, Father. Mr. Peabody, who's a member on the channel, was there as well. Lord Toth 
was here. What's going on, Lord Toth? Waiting for Nerdronic. Laura, how is it going? Dean approved. How's it going, good sir? Says, I'm releasing my review on Firefly, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on the sci-fi western. I love it. One of my favorite shows of all time. I know that you had uh, seen... Uh, uh, Mr. Peabody, I believe, said to to uh, to ask me about my mass pad. My mass pad is the Serenity, so it actually is the Serenity. So, a uh, huge shout out has to go to uh, Darkstar Fifty Seven who sent it to me, and I've I love it. I've I've been using it for months and months and months, and I always love looking down and seeing the Serenity um, as my mass pad. But yeah, it's a great show. Really, one of the most underrated shows of all time. Cancelled way before it's time for sure. And I think and hope, or rather, I really wish this is the more accurate one. Yeah, I really wish we could have gotten more seasons of the show. Again, the movie was great, but I would rather have had more seasons of the show than the movie if I could choose between the two. Uh, Nana Reaper, who's a member, what is going on? Says, well, at a certain point, uh, well, a certain part committed a kamikaze of its platform today. Ooh. How is that? Orange Eye Reviews is a member on the channel. What's going on, Orange Eye Reviews? Says, hello, hello. How are we all? It is such a weird day, but still awesome. Congratulations, by the way. I saw on Twitter that you had mentioned that you're going to be an uncle. So congratulations on that Uncle Orange Hat Reviews. Father Christopher Miller says, if I have time, or rather, if I time this right, the Mari, you are not the father clip, will end just as the stream begins. Well, hopefully that indeed happened for you. Because it's always good to have those things timed out that way. Uh, <laughs> we got Bruce in the chat, who's a member on the channel. What's going on, Bruce Peabody, who's a member, says, Odin has been busy pushing the sun across the sky so I could get some sunlight down here, down in Australia. Yeah, that's right, because Peabody is that 12 hours ahead uh, schedule. So right now, it's, at that time, rather, it was 6.55 a.m. where he is on a Wednesday. We are still on a Tuesday. But hopefully you're doing well, Mr. Peabody. Glad to see you here as always. Gmonkey76, Blake Hemlow in the chat. Golden Ration here. JWTFA, what's going on? Zacharot315, JKDBuck76. Tina Beam, one of my Valks, the Empress of the Universe, telling everyone to stay in line, which was hilarious because Alex McCarthy uh, broke the rule. He, he posted. He double posted. That's a big nay-nay, Alex McCarthy. You double posted about your darn pizza. You had to put the pizza comment in there, and you had to put it twice. How dare you? But Alex McCarthy is indeed a member on the channel. He says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? Pizza update and news? Well, haven't had any pizza last couple days, so there, there's the pizza update. And as far as news goes, uh, we'll get to the news once I get through everybody up here. HyperNex13 tagged me and says, hello, everyone. Hello, brother. What's going on? What's going on, HyperNex13? Hope you are doing well. Uh, JKD Buck tagged me, and of course, as soon as I get to that comment, the chat jumps on me like it always does. That darn chat. That darn chat. He says, on a scale of 0 to 10, how epic would you rate your own beard? I don't really like to self-rate as far as beards are concerned, but I would say it's, it's above average. Scott Ross, what's going on, good sir? Glad to see that name in the chat. Robert Frey in the chat. Soul Assassin is here. Uh, Estelin Burkholder, what's going on? That's a new name. Orange Eye Reviews says, uh, so Odin just found out today that my brother and his girlfriend are having a little girl, and I'm going to be an uncle twice over. There you go. Uh, Zacharat315, howdy, 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 how is it going? How is it going? JKD Buck tagged me and says, you need a can of Perry Air like President Scroob had in Spaceballs. Yeah, seriously, uh, that actually would be a great thing to have during this time. Uh, us teachers could just fresh air. That would be wonderful. 
That would be fantastic. I would love to have that. <laughs> Alice McCarthy's member says, get a haircut, young fella. You look like a hippie with such long hair. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was going to try and get a haircut this past weekend. I was going to do the bald look once again just because it's just very comfortable with the heat going on right now. And I was going to try and get a beard trim, but weekend got away from me because it just, again, crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, Blake Henlow tagged me and says, I just want to stop by really quick and say things are going well behind the scenes for my animated series and that I will deliver on a quality product. Got to get back to work on it. Well, good luck, Blake, with that. Um, let's do Super Anime Gamer tagged me. What's going on? Good sir. Says, hey, oh, what is up, my dude? What is going on? Waiting for Nedrotic tag me and says, When I fell in the shower like Penny from Big Bang, the fam got me a bunch of adhesive ducks. I got so much crap. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Hardwick Bentho says, Did you see the link I DM'd you about a federal judicial ruling that might lead to studios owning theaters again? Well, if you saw in the tag of this video, you would see that we're talking about the Paramount decrees today. Hypernex13, hey Odin, do you do a lot of walking in your school? I walked a total of eight hours today. Legs feel so sore. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of, I guess pacing would be a more accurate term for it. I like to walk around my classroom because it just it keeps me active and uh, you know, I, I get usually around at least 10,000 steps when I'm teaching. So normally 10,000 at least per day um, when I'm teaching. Today, I think I got almost to 10,000 because I did have at least one off period today, which was nice. Um, so I was teaching for four instead of the usual five on a day like this. Um, but yeah, lots of walking. Lots of walking. Perry Chan, I see you in the chat. What's going on, Perry Chan? I hope you're doing swell. Good, sir. Make sure you're subbed to Perry Chan because... His videos are awesome. Always love to see your work, good sir. As a matter of fact, what's going on? Great name right there. See, Sergeant Politeness. What's going on, Sergeant Politeness? Glad to see that name here. Waiting for an Adrotic tag me and says, I would like to recommend Winona Earp. Kind of like Supernatural as a Western, four seasons filmed, has a Buffy vibe. Yeah, but you know what? I thought I heard something about it being kind of in that woke territory because obviously you think you're, you know, obviously it's, I guess, right, I really don't know much about the series, but isn't it kind of a play on the, is it a female twist on the same story? I don't know. Uh, that's just always the perspective that I got. Nana Reaper says, party, not part. What? 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 What, what were you trying to say there? <laughs> I didn't quite, I didn't quite get to it. Didn't quite understand it. Let me see if I can find it again. Party, not part. Hmm. Interesting. Hardwick tagged me and says, have you watched Stargirl? I assumed it would be bad, but have been hearing good things about it. Apparently, Jeff Johns is overseeing it himself to make sure they get it right. Yeah, uh, I've mentioned this on Friday Night Tights before because obviously, as from Heel vs. Babyface, he's been doing a coverage of the entire series, and I've been watching along. I've been watching all the, the episodes, too, and, and for the most part, it's great. Really, there was one episode that I wasn't a huge fan of. It just kind of went off in a weird direction. But for the most part, it's been pretty solid. I mean, the acting's been fine uh, for what it is. You know, obviously, it's, you know, young adults playing high schoolers, and you can only really do so much with it. But for the most part, yeah, it, it's been pretty solid. It, it is sad, though, because I didn't know that this was a DC show. It was a DC Universe show. And now, apparently, season two is going to be officially a CW show. So my hope is that it switching to the CW officially for season two does not lead to it falling like every other DC show that's ever aired on, on the CW where it starts off strong and then it just falls off a cliff. Uh, Keely Chow, I see you in the chat. What's going on? Glad to see you here. 
Alex McCarthy says, I did. That must have been YouTube because I never double post. Well, 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 <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the record, um, uh, the record says differently. Good, sir. Uh, the record says differently. Uh, Tina, thank you very much for reminding everybody. If you have a comment or question and you don't feel like super chatting or doing any via Streamlabs, which is fine, make sure you put Odin question, all one word, Odin question. It'll highlight orange on my screen and that'll let me know that you are trying to get my attention. That is how it works around here. Nathan Slay tagged me and says, What's up, dude? Watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm last night, and now think Mark Hamill is one of the greatest Jokers ever. Yeah, we watched that as one of our uh, Asgardian movie mornings over the summer, and it had been a movie I thought I had never seen, and then as I was watching it, realized, wait a minute, some of this stuff is familiar. And I realized probably when I was a kid, I had seen it at some point and just thought it was a long episode of Batman. That's basically how it feels. It feels just like a long episode of the animated series, the classic series from the 90s. And yeah, it's fantastic. And obviously Mark Hamill's uh, Joker is iconic, right? Mark Lazerth, I see you in here. What's going on, Mark Lazerth? Glad to see you in the chat. All right, let us see where we left off today. And also, we got 71 people. Please smash that like button, please. It would really mean a lot. Thank you very much. All right, let me jump back over to DLive, and then we'll talk about our first bit of the story today. Uh, Peabody, thank you for telling them uh, how to contact me over on DLive, though something tells me, and I suspect that there might be something uh, nefarious afoot with with that, and I know Peabody, with the axe over there on DLive, is going to keep his eye on anyone that tries to follow just so they can spam the chat with nonsense. But DLive fam, thank you all very much for being here. Only five people on DLive, which is... Less than it normally is, but again, my DLive fam is special. But as I said, we're going to be talking about a couple things tonight. One of them is the fact that, and again, this is kind of a bit of news that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. So uh, this is being reported from Deadline, and this was from August 7th. It says, with exhibition on the brink, Paramount Decree topples. And for those that are not aware, Deadline has the explanation here. Exhibition hasn't been this pressured in a century. When the 1918 Spanish flu shuttered theaters, many permanently, studios saw an opportunity and snapped them up, ruling the business until the Paramount Decrees in 1948, which broke them up. So that's what we mean when we say the Paramount Decrees. So basically, when 1918 hit, right, when the last pandemic, really, one 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 of the last big pandemics hit us, right, I don't remember everything shutting down, but then again, I wasn't alive back then, so to say I remember is kind of a uh, <laughs> silly thing to say in the first place. However, it's interesting because, again, all these th- all these theaters that were forced to shut down because of business were bought up by Hollywood Studios. And then they owned, they bought up all the studio, rather the studios bought up all of the movie theaters, and you saw that there was this very tight connection for a period of around 30 years or so, until eventually they were broken up in the 1940s, obviously citing uh, various parts of you know antitrust laws, right? violations of antitrust laws. So it's interesting because apparently since 1948, keep in mind, so more than 70 years ago, that has been the case where movie theaters, movie chains could not be owned by the actual studios themselves. Now, there's been a couple exceptions along the way. If you go to California, for instance, there's uh, theaters that are associated with things like Disney, for instance. But usually it's more of a they don't show movies all the time. It's more of a special occasions type. Again, it's more of an experience than it is an actual general movie theater. But what's interesting, though, is that all of that has now apparently gone out the window because of a case recently. 
And it says here that the landscape is very different and a handful of major studios, or rather a handful of Hollywood majors, including Disney and new royalty like Netflix and Amazon, were exempt from the rule anyway. So basically that there have been exemptions to this policy uh, since the 1940s. But as again, as a general principle, movie chains especially were not allowed to be owned by studios. But that's ironic that the ruling by U.S. District Judge uh, Annalisa Torres of the Southern District of New York hit as the nation endures another massive health crisis at squeezing exhibition. PVOD is arguably tipping the balance towards studios as Wall Street and big credit rating agencies struggles to assess milestones like AMC's deal with Universal and Disney's decision to release Mulan directly to Disney+. So again, this was a ruling by a U.S. district judge. And that's the reason why I think I originally, when I saw the news story come about, really didn't think that much of it. Because it just seems odd to me that you have basically a, a law and a ruling coming into play, right? The Paramount decrees, breaking up the theater chains, or rather breaking up the monopoly that the studios had on the theater chains back in the 1940s, and that a random U.S. district judge, that that one ruling can somehow do away with all of that, right? 70 years of that being essentially the standard, right? The legal standard, is somehow just done away. Something tells me that you could potentially see this case be brought up again in other courts, maybe even higher courts, because I just feel like something this large, especially when it comes to antitrust violations, probably shouldn't be decided on by a district judge. Probably should be decided on a, a bit of a higher court, right? I feel like maybe the Supreme Court at some point along the way, but I guess it depends on any, if anyone is going to try and fight against the ruling. Because if no one's going to fight against the ruling, then the ruling, I, I assume, then would stand. I don't really know where this specific district court and district judge falls in the chain of command. But, yeah, still fascinating nonetheless. So the Paramount decrees apparently have fallen, at least according to Deadline here. Can I still have, again, some reservations? Because I just don't really know how much power one single judge can really have in this case. But it is interesting to, to hear, though, that, again, since the 1940s, We've seen major studios not get involved, really, with a lot of the theaters overall as far as being able to own them in uh, any major way. And that if this indeed does signal the end of 